rolling. Rolling, rolling, rolling. Keep them doggies rolling. One, two, three, four. I told you so. Trump era, uh, Biden era episode of Americana, the American way. Uh, I'm Big John. I'll be guiding you through this, uh, whatever we're about to go through. Um, today... Mr. Biden signed many of executive order. Many executive order. Uh, and we'll get to that. Also, a lot of people are suddenly big, huge fans of Kamala Harris. I know one Democrat that supported her in the primary. Most of my Democrat friends were for crazy Uncle Bernie. Before we go into all that, um... I'm not going to go into the Democrat primary, but I'm going to talk about why people suddenly give a shite about Kamala Harris. And I'm going to tell you about Joe Biden's uh, worst executive order of the day. So this is Americana, the American way. You can find me on Rumble, YouTube. Uh, Anchor.fm and all the other podcast platforms on uh, Twitter. It's the real underscore Big John. And soon to be back on Parlor. whenever they get back on, it will be the real Big John. All one word. So, let's look at these executive orders. Extreme close-up. <laughs> and I'm going to focus in on one in particular. So, Biden did this thing like he promised. 
a national mask mandate. Uh, it only applies to when you're on federal property, however. He rejoined the World Health Organization, rolling back a Trump executive order, taking us out of the World Health Organization because uh, the World Health Organization dropped the ball majorly on the coronavirus. Mind you, World Health Org said, oh, you have to eat a bat in order to catch the coronavirus. That's what they said at first, literally, they did. You can go back through the archives and find it. They said it wasn't, then they said it wasn't passable from human to human. <laughs> and then somehow we came up with this six feet apart guideline. Then they said, well, you don't need to wear a mask. Now we're mandating masks. But Biden rolled back Trump's order and we're uh, rejoining the WHO. Not the band, the World Health Organization. Uh, Biden rejoined the Paris Climate Accord. Paris Climate Accord. Sorry, I'm from the Ohio Valley. Sometimes our sent our Sentences or become words as a Paris Climate Accord. Now, if you're from where I'm from, you know that I just said three words. But if you're not, you think I just said Paris Climate Accord. I, Paris Climate Accord. So, uh, nice. Sounds fun. Sounds great. We all want clean air and clean water. But China and India don't have to live up to the standards that the rest of us do. Where he screwed the biggest pooch, I told you so, I told you so. I, I can't do it in my Randy Travis voice right now, but uh, Biden's day, day one plans also included a temporary moratorium on New Trump administration oil and gas leasing in the Antarctic, or pardon me, the Arctic National Wildlife Refuge. Moving to revoke a presidential permit for the Keystone oil and gas pipeline and reviewing the Trump's, Trump administration freeze on vehicle mileage and emission standards. Biden also setting in motion an evaluation of another Trump move that cut boundaries and protections on some national monuments. So, the Keystone XL pipeline is a pipeline that goes from the ant from uh, somewhere up in Canada, Antarctic, what the hell ever. It comes down through the United States, goes down to the Gulf of Mexico. Um, we fought with Obama for eight years on this. It would add jobs, give jo temporary jobs, building the thing, permanent oil and gas fracking uh, and processing uh, jobs. And of course, the pipeline has to be maintained. That's jobs. This area I live in has been economically depressed since... 1979 or 80, when the steel mills closed. This law 
proves to you that the Democrats do not care about the American worker, the American employee, because my whole area, Eastern Ohio, the Panhandle of West Virginia, and Western Pennsylvania, was relying upon the oil and gas industry to bring us back. And it has been. One of the biggest built, uh, industrial building projects in the United States right now is in Beaver, Pennsylvania. They have hundreds of huge industrial cranes, hundreds, close to thousands of workers. There's a, a net, that's the cracker plant in uh, Beaver, Pennsylvania. Right outside of my town, they're building a natural gas power plant. Hundreds and hundreds of people building that plant. Uh, and then there'll be some permanent jobs there too. But these people have been hungry, dying for work for years. Pulling the plug on the Keystone Pipeline is the first of many plugs that are going to be pulled on the fossil fuel industry. A guy told, a lobbyist for the coal industry told me five years ago at least, maybe it was longer than that, uh, maybe it was, who gives a shit, ten years ago, uh, he told me, you know, hey, they say they're just going after coal, coal's dirty, coal, coal bad, coal nasty, cucky, right, talking baby talk to us, telling us what they know better than we do, he said, once they get rid of coal, they're going to go after natural gas. Once they're done with oil, they'll go after natural gas because their goal is to eliminate fossil fuels. And Biden made no bones about it. He said that they wanted to end fossil fuels by 2035. Folks, that's 15 years from now. How, many, how long do you think them jobs at that cracker plant are going to last if in well, 14 years, shit fire, I lost track of time. Uh, 14 years from now, they are going to end fossil fuels altogether in America. It's a great idea. Sounds great. But folks, oil makes the world go round. You're not just killing American jobs. You're not just killing jobs for good, hard-working Americans. You're making money for our, our enemies. Russia's not going to go oil free. The rest of the world's not going to go oil free. Saudi Arabia's not going to go oil free. China, Canada, Mexico. The rest of the world is not going to end fossil fuel use and production. And all that money that, you know, you're still going to need uh, oils to lubricate things. Millions, billions of people in China are getting ready to get driver's licenses. Millions of people in Saudi Arabia are going to get driver's licenses. They're not going to go uh, gasoline-powered car free. You know. Now, some of these uh, electrical cars I see coming out are pretty sweet. But how does everyone in America afford one in 14 years? So you're going to have oil and gas that's made by our enemies, or at least people that are not our allies, 
shipped in and you're going to make them richer in shit while you're killing American jobs. You're going to increase the world power of Saudi Arabia, which is starting to get a little more westernized, I'll admit. Not great, but they're getting there. Maybe in another generation or 10, they'll be, you know, in the 1800s. And I'm exaggerating. Most Saudi people that I've met are pretty cool. Um, But you're going to empower Russia? Okay, cool. Let them rebuild their military so they can now be a world superpower. You're going to empower China? Uh, oh, great. You know, let them become, you know, let there be, at the end, in 1990, at the end of the Cold War, there was one superpower. Through our economic uh, openness to China, we let them creep up and really skyrocket up past Russia. Now there's two world superpowers again. Not a big deal as long as we stay peaceful. But you're going to let Russia, with its oil and gas reserves, become players again? So you have three superpowers? Yeah, I know that sounds like, uh, what is it, xylophobia, xenophobia? I'm not afraid of the xylophone. What the hell is xenophobia? Uh, I'm not afraid of people from other nations. I don't hate people from other nations, but every nation on earth strives to be number one and can and have something to use over the other 190 or some nations. But these liberals are so content, so intent, pardon me, on making America number three or four or five and start, make us here in the flyover states make us stop screaming we're number one wasn't it the job of American presidents one of their jobs to make America number one wasn't it their job to keep us at the, the tippy top as AOC would say at the tippy tippy walls, tippy tippy top of the world? I thought it was. But killing this Keystone Pipeline kills American jobs, kills America, Americana. Americana, the American way, was building things with your own two hands, starting at the bottom and going to the top of your field, whatever it was. It was construction, if it was rebuilding carburetors. Car engine, carburetor used to be a part of a car engine, by the way. Car engines. If it was building houses, man, I got a friend who's 20 years younger than I am. And the guy works with his hands. He can do electricity, he can do plumbing, and he's building his own house with his bare hands off the hard money he makes. That's what our American president is supposed to be looking out for. Are, are people like us. But I keep saying that people laugh at me. Some agree with me. Trump was the only president I know of that really loved this country with his heart. Enough of that. Well, you know, Johnny always wore black. 
And he, uh, he wore black because he identified with it. Turn on laser, gotta cut you down. Go tell that long-tongued liar. Go and tell that midnight rider. Tell the rambler, the gambler, the backbiter. Tell him that God's gonna cut him down. Tell him that God's gonna cut him down. Well, my goodness gracious, let me tell you the news. My head's been wet with the midnight dew. I've been down on bended knee, talking to the man from Galilee. He spoke to me with a voice so sweet. I thought I heard the shuffle of angels feet. He called my name and my heart stood still. When he said, John, go do my will. Go tell that long-tongued liar. Go and tell that... I love that part when he said, John, go do my will. Yeah. But I'm talking about... You know, there's another thing people are talking about today. Even my, my friends that have been anti-Biden, anti-Kamala, Kamala, Kamala, if you pronounce her name wrong, it's racist, and I don't know what the proper pronunciation is, but whatever. Uh, she, um, she is now a hero to everybody with daughters. Ruh? Ruh -ruh. Um, why? Why is that? I, I, I must say I don't get it. Uh, I just don't. Uh, I, my whole life, I mean, I've been pro-women, love women. If you ever listen to this podcast or watch a video, you know I love women. Um, and I respect women. But they're millions upon millions of women in the United States of America that are successful already before Kamala Harris became the vice president today. So knowing Kamala's background uh, of being a tough prosecutor, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, and keeping uh, African-American people in jail longer than they should have been. Um, denying re, uh, retrials or denying judges and juries the right to, or pardon me, denying judges the right to um, hear new DNA evidence that could have freed a man. And despite you know, using predominantly African-American prisoners for cheap prison labor and keeping them in jail longer than they should have. All, all sorts of, a whole flock, a bunch of things Kamala did that should not be looked up to. Going back in her ancestry, you know, her granddaddy or great-granddaddy was a, a slave owner uh, in 
was it Jamaica or somewhere in the islands um, what why are we looking up to her why why were I mean we, we live in an era where we you know we glorify women we have women's history month it's been there my, most of my life that I can remember it wasn't when I was in school it wasn't as big of a deal as Black History Month, but it's been there. Um, you know, we have women professional football referees, which, you know, professional football used to be, you know, the, the gladiators of the gridiron, the manly, you know, bloody, violent sport. Um, we have a woman head coach, Becky Hammond, in the NBA. Uh, she was the first woman assistant coach, or woman assistant coach. Um, we even have prayers that end in a woman, or a women. Uh, for those of you on the podcast, I had to take a brief eye roll break there. Uh, this, this is nuts. That suddenly she's a hero to people with daughters, male and female. And it's, um, especially if your daughter is a person of color and uh, multiracial. It's like, I've looked up to black people my whole life. Uh, Michael Jordan is like number two behind Jesus Christ, you know? And Jesus Christ was an olive-skinned Jew, so that makes him a person of color. So, why are we glorifying Kamala Harris so much? Yes, it, it's I'm 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 happy for the history. Don't get me wrong. I, I, you know, I'm a fan of history. I'm a student of history. Um, such a student of history, I actually know that. The Republican Party freed the slaves and the Democrat Party wanted to keep them. Shocker. But is Kamala Harris achieving this like, now women are finally free. Let's elevate Kamala Harris to this high, high platform and, you know, pedestal. No. I, I mean... Vice presidents generally don't do much. Now, Kamala's going to have to do a lot because Joe is incapable. But honestly, this to me is not that crowning of an achievement. I mean, I feel that it's, it's good. But I've lived in a world where every single day that I can remember, women have been told, you're equal to men. You have the same rights as men. You can do anything a man can do. We have the WNBA, which is actually funded and supported by the men's NBA, the NBA NBA, um, <clears throat> because they can't draw enough fans to support themselves. I'm the only person I know that regularly watches WNBA basketball. In fact, I'm probably the only person I know that can name more than four or five WNBA players. Um, you know, women track athletes going back to when I was in high school, Flojo, 
we looked up the flow show and she had those big old long fingernails, but she was a badass athlete. You know, I've had women doctors. I know women attorneys and I've got, well, I haven't gotten advice from a female attorney, but on a professional level, every now and then I'll ask a stupid question. But, uh, you know, we, we live in a world where women are already empowered, where they're already successful. And today people are acting like no woman has ever succeeded until we got this new role model of Kamala Harris. On YouTube and Rumble, I'll try to remember to link a description or an article in the description about Kamala Harris. Um, I don't think this is the woman to to idolize. And I don't think that she has broken any boundaries for women. They've already been broken. Uh, they, w women are successful, man. I, frankly, man, I look when I look for a woman, I look for a, a powerful, strong woman who's successful in life. I don't look for a housewife. You know, I took home economics, which for those of you that are young, that was where you learned to cook and clean and sew because I said in the night back way back in olden days in the 1990s, I said, you know, I'm not going to be able to rely on a woman to be at home cooking and cleaning for me. In fact, I wouldn't want to marry that. I would want I want to be with somebody who's strong, who can support themselves, who were 50 50 partners in a relationship not, you know, Susie housewife that's waiting for me to get home in apron strings. You know, I, I want to be doing the, you know, half of the cooking and cleaning and sewing. <clears throat> well, nobody sews anymore except maybe me. I, I can sew like a son of a bitch, by the way. You know, every girlfriend I had in high school got a sweatshirt handmade by me for Christmas. Cut the cloth, cut you know, the fabric out according to the pattern and sewed it together on a sewing machine myself. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. You know, I was getting some romance on on Christmas for that. Um, but it's like, this is no big deal to me. It's historic. I witnessed a part of history because, you know, for the first time there's a woman vice president. That is historic, but it's not breaking through a barrier or showing that something can be achieved that we didn't already know could be achieved. And frankly, it could have been achieved by a better person. And I think next election cycle, we will see it achieved by a, a better woman in four years. Um, we may see... Uh, a woman president, well, Kamala is going to be the first woman president. You heard it here first. Kamala Harris will be the first woman president because Joe will resign at some point. Uh, may, he may make it two years, but he's going to resign. Um, and then we'll see what the Republican Party has to offer. Uh, I've already made my list of dream Republican candidates you know, Pence at the top of a ticket, uh, Nikki Haley, Christy Noam, 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 I don't know. Uh, Tim Scott deserves to be up there. Marco Rubio, 
Ted Cruz, uh, all these people. Now, I don't know if Pence will, will make a go at it. He's by far the most qualified person. I honestly don't think Trump will make a go of it. I think his his role is to back and help Republicans get elected. I don't know. I mean, the way that man's ego is, he may make another run at it at 78 years old if he's still full of piss and vinegar. Um, but I just don't know. Uh, but he... Anyways... To say that, you know, your daughter now knows she can achieve anything but because, you know, she's a woman. I don't think today was that day. If it was, damn, you've been living in the 1950s or something for a long time because I see better women, stronger women, more successful women in that position. And like I said, I it, well, it doesn't matter what I say. I'll be called sexist and xylophonic and uh, homophobic. And even though I don't fear any of those people, um, I just don't think Kamala Harris's being vice president shattered any glass ceilings. I think it could have been done a long time ago. Uh, just the right person wasn't at the top of the ticket. So anyways, hey man, that's been Americana, the American way, at the real underscore Big John on Twitter. Uh, do the like, share, subscribe stuff on the, the podcast, the YouTube, the Rumble, and uh, wherever else you get your uh, podcasting platforms and so on and so forth. Thank you guys. Pray for each other. Pray for America. And uh, God bless you. And the worst closing sentence in podcast history. I'll see you around like a donut. <laughs> I'm a dork. Well, I won't back down. No, I won't back down. Stand me up at the gates of hell.